When you're pregnant, you start reading about the cost of having a baby. When you start reading about the cost of having a baby, you learn about the cost of sending that baby to college and immediately start saving all your money in a 529 plan. When you save all your money in a 529 plan, you save no money in your 401k, thinking your son will get a business degree from Harvard and take care of you in retirement. When you think your son will take care of you in retirement, he changes majors and gets a degree in jazz studies. When he gets a degree in jazz studies, he moves back home with you and you have to support him. When you have to support him, you don't get to retire. Don't be forced to work through retirement to support your jazz-loving adult son. Stop investing without a plan and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Dan DeLucio and DJ Barker. You know the old saying, right? Uh, The difference between a degree in jazz studies and a large pizza. What's that? A large pizza will feed a family of four. Anyway. He's here all week, folks. Oh, yeah. Dad jokes, I got them. All right, uh, got another question here uh, we'll dive into. But first, let me give you a way that you can contact us, 770-429-9166. You can call and uh, ask your questions to uh, one of our Folks, and uh, they will get them to us. Uh, you can also call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. Leave a message. Uh, we'll play the recording back and answer your question right behind it. Or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. We've got a uh, question here from good friend Ed Kelly. He says, uh, what's up with cell gene? Uh, I've got a bit of a loss on this one. Should I sell? Well, can't take the loss on taxes as it's in an IRA. Uh, what's the outlook? Uh, sell gene has been treated very badly since October of last year when uh, the company came out and gave kind of a, a disappointing outlook on their future. And uh, what's what's been happening here, really, the, the uh, healthcare industry overall, the sector by itself, uh, has it's up slightly since October of last year, but what's really been weighing on it is uh, government discussions of uh, forcing profit margins lower, saying that these companies are making too much money. Uh, it's kind of strange if you think about uh, Donald Trump is is uh, taking up the uh, the banner for steel companies that are getting mistreated by outside forces, but at the same time he's talking about the consumer and how he's going to help the consumer in health care because, you know, all of us have the will to live as long as we can. Um, But uh, these companies, Celgene included, have been uh, caught up in a mess in the meantime. So if I look at the fundamentals of Celgene, PEG, the the price-to-earnings, to earnings to growth ratio uh, gives us a forward PE divided by the growth uh, expected growth rate in earnings is at 0.48. I usually like to buy them when they're one or below. Uh, market right now is well above one, almost two. Uh, this one at 0.48 tells me that I'm getting a heck of a deal buying sell gene at these levels uh, when I look at uh, at the earnings, expected to grow earnings over the next three to five years, the next business cycle, if you will, at 19%, which is, uh, 
with a P.E. ratio of 11.4. Mind you, the stock market P.E., the overall market P.E. is at 20.5. The P.E. ratio for the industry is over 25. This company is selling for less than its peers and growing earnings over the last five years at 25.86. Now, the trend is lower, uh, expected to be 19%, still significant earnings growth. Dan, remember what we were talking about, 23.5% just in one quarter uh, for the overall market, and this is expected for the next three to five years to grow at a pace kind of in that ballpark. Um, It uh, it seems to me that uh, this is kind of a kind of an easy call i would continue to hold cell gene in fact if you think of another one of its biotechnology peers gilead sciences uh g-i-l-d on the ticker there uh it's selling at a p.e of 9.62 uh p-e-g still below one uh you know if uh if you look at what's been working lately uh, like an Amazon with a PE of 257 and a PEG that's over five times. Uh, people are buying that like crazy and basically selling Celgene, selling Gilead. I think I, we see that from time to time, though. We, we see that we when something's hot, everybody's jumping in. When something's sure. not, they want to sell it, but they're not lo- looking at the fundamentals Absolutely. as much as maybe we should. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying here. The fundamentals for this company, the fundamentals for many of the other companies in biotechnology, uh, look so much more attractive than than uh, information technology, especially those FANG stocks we hear a lot yeah. of talk about. And, by the way, if you look at what's happened year to date, DJ, this is something you and I talked about yesterday. Um, we've got growth-type companies, the S&P 500 growth index right. is up over 5% year to date. While value, which generally focuses more on dividends and other fundamentals, lower prices, things of that nature, uh, is down slightly on the year. There's a 7% differential between growth stocks and value stocks in 2018, while the market is only up 1.35%. Um, to me, there's, there's a pretty significant disconnect between what investors are doing and what seems to make sense. Uh, I only say that because it actually adds to the case, in my opinion, when it comes to a company like Celgene. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, Ed, I, I appreciate you listening. I thank you for the question. And uh, if uh, uh, if you're listening to me, then uh, I'm telling you to hang on to Celgene. In fact, it seems viable to me at this point. Mm. Yeah. So uh, there you have it. That's my opinion. Um, hope it works out for you. Hope it works out for me, too, because I invest in the same things that I talk about. <laughs> uh, so let's move on. Question from Brandon from Kennesaw. It says, uh, my wife just started a new job. How do we determine if we should switch from my health insurance plan to her plan? Well, if she says to change, then you can change. Oh, is that? Is yeah, that's that, the way it is. You DJ, don't, yeah, yeah, you just DJ not, don't, lives question, don't question your wife. <laughs> so uh, what if your wife asks you? Oh, DJ, okay. Let's, well, then let's that's, approach it from okay. that Okay, so a little uh, research DJ, into DJ, this. DJ, being the good husband always, <laughs> uh, has given you advice for life. That's maybe right. Maybe not so much advice for your financial plan. That's right, absolutely. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot that goes into this, right? I mean, we can't just compare the premiums and think that, you know, 
you're looking at you know the same type of right. of plan. Absolutely, you know, the, the price is the not price the only thing is to look not at. the only thing to look at. You're gonna you're gonna have to review copayments, what your deductibles are gonna be, right. if your current doctors are in that you know that actual uh, yeah that's group. a great idea. Right. If yep. if they're not in that group, in well, the network or yes, so that, exactly. Yeah. You know that's something that's you know very big for for our clients that are going to the same doctors. They're sure. used to that routine. You know, your doctor's not in the plan. It's out in network. That changes the price of, obviously, the copayment if right. you're out of sure. network to go because to your doctor. people generally don't swap doctors for right. insurance, but they might swap insurance to make sure the doctor's right. Exactly. Yeah. And also exactly. pre-existing conditions are huge. Big, yeah. So you got to be aware of those things. There's a lot more, like you said, than just premium. Uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so you got to look at uh, – and and – you know, Lord forbid there's a significant change in your health situation, uh, unless it's an improvement, obviously. But, uh, you know, if you can look at previous years and see kind of how how often you've gone to the doctor, how much you've used um, in, in health care uh, overall, then yeah. you can kind of make an indication uh, as to how much your copay might be if you've got a doctor that you use frequently right. you know you know what their charges are and yeah. if you're not familiar with it and the the insurance is from a different carrier you can always give them a call right absolutely yeah medications if you're taking medications and you know you've got to sure. look and review that to make sure that that the medications that you know if you, if you get those medications mailed you know the services that you're currently providing yeah. that they are currently providing you you want to make sure that everything, you know, continues. everything continues without interruption so uh I joke, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into reviewing your your healthcare. All right, so uh, just asking the missus is not necessary. That's actually not probably not going to work. Yeah. Okay. Unless okay. unless she minds. Unless my missus is listening, and of course that's what we're going. DJ loves you. <laughs> All right, uh, let's press on before we get too deep into that. Uh, Chris from Atlanta's got a question. I'm investing in Sienna Corporation, and I'm. Uh, in the six months that I've held it, it's uh, done phenomenally. My wife is encouraging me to buy more. DJ, what's the answer? Bye, bye, bye. Okay. Uh, but it's fairly close uh, to its most recent high. Is there anything mm-hmm. else that I, uh, that's in the space that's a better buy right now? Well, you know, honestly, looking at Sienna Corp, uh, it is a technology company. Uh, provides hardware, software, uh, and services that support transport, switching, aggregation, uh, service delivery is basically communications uh, hardware um, expected to grow at 16% over the past five years. It's grown at 39.5%, wow. uh, a pretty solid company. Uh, when I look at this, and I didn't really even dig deeper than uh, just looking at the details of Sienna, uh, it has grown uh, year-to-date. It's up 7%, which is pretty substantial. But uh, over the past few years... Uh, it's grown at an annualized rate of 6.63, while earnings growth has been over 33.5%. So what I'm telling you is it looks like it's gotten cheaper with time. Uh, I like where you are. I don't think that I would look further. Uh, C-I-E-N is the ticker, and it uh, seems like it's it's a, a pretty good position to hold, if you ask me at the moment. Uh so, Will from Johns Creek asks, I saw this week that Italy is in crisis. I feel like this is a bit overblown with spectators thinking Italy will bail on the European Union, yet I see the markets reacting. Um, I get that we want to see the euro stable, but are Italy's politics really that influential 
Uh, basically, what does this mean for me? Well, if you're investing in uh, European stocks um, or an exchange-traded fund that has significant exposure to Europe, uh, you probably have seen some volatility. Um, the main stock index in Italy fell 3% uh, after the news was, uh, uh, was released. Uh, basically, it's politically driven. Uh, whether or not the, the country is going to stay in the European Union, we have seen one pull out of the Union already, but they didn't use the currency. It's a little different when you talk about UK. Uh, they continued to use the pound sterling, never swapped over to using just the euro, so uh, it is a bit different, but uh, they were still a much bigger uh, economic power than Italy is. Uh, I mentioned at the first of the show that uh, Italy is the third largest European Union uh, participant. Um, there's uh, a few names for what's going on and the worry. I think people like to put these cute little names, Quiddly or Italexit, or uh, as we've been calling it, Italeve. Um you know, to me, the the big risk is, you know, that they ditch the currency. But I think uh, you would see a lot of value uh, for retirees or those near retirement actually decline. Um, it also kicked up a little bit of fear about Spain, whether or not, you know, if Italy goes, does, does Spain follow? What does this really mean uh, for the euro? Uh, European, uh, the euro currency declined about 1% relative to the dollar when the, the announcement was made. So uh, all things considered, you might be absolutely right. Um, you know, it could be a bit overblown. I, I do know that uh, we saw some some uh, weird valuations in the market. I talked about interest rates and how they've changed in the last week and a half. Part of that is a flight to quality or flight to safety from uh, European-based bonds especially those sovereign bonds, to the U.S. Treasury, wherein we had a decline in the 10-year Treasury rate from 3.07% down to about 274. I think it stabilized late in the week around 286. Uh, so, you know, we've seen, uh, we've seen what's happening in Europe, and it, and it will impact uh, domestic financial markets, but uh, Probably not nearly as much as your specific situation if you are invested directly there. So, you know, uh, we had a few clients call last time when they saw something like this with uh, with Greece, talking about fixed mm -hmm. income, the bonds. Right. Does this say time to go out and, and look for those high-yielding bonds? for? Oh, you're saying is this an opportunity is instead of a, a threat? A risk opportunity, but is it an yeah. opportunity? Well, I'll put it this way, you know, generally it doesn't mesh with our philosophy. It very well might be an opportunity, but I think at this point um, you're taking pretty significant risk to dive into something like that. Uh, you know, if you really are just a speculator and not so much an investor where you're, you know, you, you like known cash flows and, and you're sitting here expecting uh, certain things to 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 go on, and especially maybe even your retirement to go on. Uh, <laughs> you uh, you're probably best not to use to avoid, that money to avoid to, okay. to go out and buy uh, Italian sovereign bonds. Yeah, I, I don't recommend it. Good I don't deal. recommend speculating generally. So um, you know, with uh, with that said, I guess we can. Uh, we can probably say that it's going to be something very interesting to watch. Oh, yeah. um, bank stocks in Europe, especially Spain mm -hmm. or Italy, um, 
are definitely going to be more volatile until we get this worked out. And since it is uh, politically driven, until Italy can get a can can form a uh, coalition government and get this this uh, detail behind them, uh, it's going to be hard to say just how many swings one direction or the other we might see. Um, but again, you know, it's affected our our fixed income markets a right. little more than than uh, some of the other things that we've seen this week. So um, definitely something that I'll be watching. All right, we got a question, Gary, from Peachtree said, he says, should I be considering municipal bonds over U.S. Treasury bonds? So, I mean, there's a lot of differences. It's it's great we got a tax guy on the the air because uh, we know that treasuries uh, are state tax exempt, but but not not federal federal tax exempt. When you look at municipal bonds... They're federal tax exempt and, and might be state tax exempt, assuming they're your state. If know, they're issued from, from your, your state, state or a municipality within your state. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's not just a state bond. It can be it can be a, municipal, a municipality right. also located within your state. So uh, from a tax point of view, yes, absolutely. Now, would you want either one of them in an IRA? I would say probably not. Uh, at that point, you just look for nominal yield, which... Nominal yield is the the coupon value, the face value of the of the the bond, assuming mm-hmm. that it's selling at par or at the face value of the bond. Now, you know, it'd be real easy to get lost in some of the jargon uh, around the the bond industry. Um, but if you're buying bonds and you're expecting to hold them to maturity, if you buy them based on yield to maturity, assuming that they can't be called. Uh, you know that there's not any of those other strange features that are on the bond. Uh, if you're investing in a in a retirement account with no tax uh, impact, then you should really just go for the best yield you can find. Um, if you're investing in a taxable account, obviously municipal bonds, treasury bonds, which to buy. Um, you know, it it also depends on how much risk you're willing to take. A mm-hmm. treasury bond is expected to have, they call it the risk-free rate, right? The 20-year bond, which they don't even issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so somewhere between a 10 and a 30-year, um, that's, that's considered to have no risk of default. Why? Well, the government that you're buying it from has a printing press that uh, actually prints out dollars. Guaranteed that, to get that back. Yeah, <laughs> that happened to be the, uh, the default currency of the, the globe, right? Uh, so you take a little more risk in municipal bonds. Um, you know, if we're talking about risk, uh, a single-A corporate actually has worse uh, default rates, higher default rates <clears throat> than uh, a triple-A municipal bond. Um, you know, it's it's some of those things that you have to think about. Uh, if you take the nominal yield and you divide it by one minus your tax rate, you can actually get the tax equivalent yield, and that would be the basis that we would make the decision on if uh, if you're trying to make a determination as to which of these two to buy. You guys got anything to add? Well, it is that time of day. It's uh, This is the end of our show. Anybody want to tell me what the market's going to do next week? We're going up. We'll be back up. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Two ups, and I'm always a broken record. I'm saying the market it's is going to be go higher up. next week. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon with DJ Barker and Dan DeLucio. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.
All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.